This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, welcome to Seagull Social. This is season four, but season three, because I'm being told what to say. I'm being controlled. Uh, this is season three, episode 50. <laughs> this should, this is just is season four, because we like the game, just, it all kicks off this week. But do you know what? It's season three, just to make everybody else. The last one me. of season three, Ryan, and, um, to help you. <laughs> it is the last one now, and I can comment one more time saying this is actually season four, but it's not yep. season three. Anyway, I'm joined <laughs> with Adam and Ben. Obviously, no man's today. Uh, he's out on the filming shoot, um, so we'll see him probably after Luton, or maybe just before yeah. if we do a little bit of a preview. But Adam, for the first nice episode of season four, about fifteen minutes. Yeah, for the <laughs> for the uh, minus episode minus one of season four. Um, Adam, how are you feeling, mate? <laughs> Yeah, mate, I'm good. I'm good. Um, not the best game yesterday, obviously, with the final preseason friendly, but we moved. We've got a season to look forward to. Feeling excited. Yeah, I love that. And and Ben, how, how's, I, I, I believe you went out last night, or was it the night before? I think it was last night you said. Uh, you've, you've yeah, been hungover both this morning, for Pride. Right? Yeah, not too hungover, to be yeah. fair. Um, just worse for wear. Uh, yeah, had a brilliant weekend, to be fair. Pride's always great. The street party is insane. Um, and obviously, yeah, I was just telling you boys mm. off there what happened. It was a really, really fun time. It's so much, it's so much fun every year. Um, if you haven't ever been, definitely yeah. go to the street yeah, party. It's so much fun. Um, yeah, it was a really, really good weekend. And I'm so, so thankful that Ben in the past booked a day off work because mm-hmm. I get to just chill and do this and talk very about nice. Brighton. How about you? Yeah, very nice. And obviously... Yeah, I mean, I'm all good. I'm all good. Um, I, I don't really like friendlies, as everybody probably knows by now. I, I just find them quite boring. But it, it pretty much lived up to boring expectations. There's a couple of good pointers, I think, which we can get into. Um, let's just talk about the friendly to begin with. We'll talk about the goals. We'll talk about um, Joao Pedro particularly. I wanted to just talk about the um, the first one. Obviously, it's a bit of a sticky one with uh, the Jason Steele <laughs> situation. I think it's just easy just to get this out of the way. Then we can just all move on with our lives and everything's great. Uh, because obviously I think Robert it's the Sanchez only talking point, though. Um, 
It's the only talking point yeah, from the match, couple, I think. Uh, there's a couple of players to pick out as well. Uh, I, I do want to pick out uh, a couple. But yeah, before we do the uh, the good, we've got to start with the very ugly. Uh, I'm sure Jason's <laughs> not particularly happy um, with that one. Uh, Adam, <laughs> thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, it, it's, it's a bad error. And I think, to be fair, I think Steele maybe did make a few little errors before that and around that time as well. But that was that was a big one that obviously led to a goal. I think we just got a count of lucky yeah. stars. It was in a pre-season game, maybe all the classic cliches like yeah. getting out of your system and whatnot. But I don't know. I think it's the first proper, proper, proper mistake I've seen him make that like genuinely is led to a goal, unless I'm forgetting something. So I, I think we can let we can let him off with this in pre-season. Uh, as long as it doesn't happen on the opening day, I'll be all good. Yeah, I was saying to my dad just probably about, and I'm not even exaggerating, about two minutes before it happened. And I was saying, you know, still starting again, Nova Brugger, and, you know, is it, when's it going to change? Is there, if, you know, you don't want to be preying on yeah. anyone's downfall here because I, I like both of them clearly. Uh, the Brugger needs mm-hmm. to be edged in. It's going to have to take a, st- a still mistake for something to happen or change. Benjing, it will change anything going into Luton at the weekend? No, no, I think still, st- I think still, still starts. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's tough. Um, still starts. Yeah, I think, he, yeah, he'll, he'll still, still start. start. Yeah. yeah, he'll still start, start against Luton. Um, yeah, it was just a horrendous error, wasn't it? It was a bit like when you're playing at school yeah. and you put the really shit playing goal <laughs> and the ball's kind of up to him and he tries to swing an egg at it because he forgets that he can use his arms. I know it was outside yeah. the box and then just, what an error. Yeah. What an incredible error. And like Adam said, yeah, kind of, he, Made maybe one or two, maybe just one mistake before, and you thought, oh, he's looking a little bit shaky. But um, let's hope he yeah. gets all of these errors, one howler out of the way um, in preseason, and then he won't have any this season yeah. when it actually matters. But um, yeah, that was a, a rough moment for Jason Steele, for sure. Yeah, yeah, say so least. I mean, I don't know about you, um, Adam, but what's it going to take, do you think, for, for it to change? Or, or, or should it just stay as Steele starts and then you know, Verbruggen gets his opportunity when it arises. We shouldn't be sort of waiting around for Steele to make that mistake. It should just be when it happens, it happens. If it happens, it happens. Either way, it's going to have to be a, a quite a, a harsh decision on, on one of them. 100%. I agree. I sort of agree with that. I mean, if it were me, I'd, I prefer the idea of going to a season knowing exactly who your number one is. Now, maybe the Zerbi knows yeah. who his number one is. It's no question for him, but... I think for us fans, maybe there's a little, little bit of debate because, you know, he's kind of been spreading the minutes across both of them. Obviously, he Verbruggen's come in as essentially maybe a Sanchez replacement in the long term. So I'd have been thinking he's yeah. been signed as a number one. He's obviously wearing the number one, but then we're kind of sat here going, well, it's still going to start. So I kind of would prefer to go into the season knowing who your number one is. I think, like Ben said, I think it's probably looking like Steel will start. And like you say, it's, it you know, it's going to either take a, a, a mistake or... But, but then Deserby speaks about how like, to play this way, you might make mistakes every now and then. And he obviously clearly likes yeah. the way that Steele can play his system. So I don't know actually what it would take for him to drop Steele. I mean, I would think a reset of a new season would be a way to change a goalkeeper, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So yeah. I don't sure. really know. Sanchez against yeah. Palace is the time the last of the time it happened for Brighton and it yeah. was a massive error and a huge game for the club. He's dropped the ball. Obviously, like, if that happened, if that scenario happened a hundred times, he would probably only drop it once and unfortunately, he did. And then yeah. it was just his attitude that let him down, I guess, from what we're hearing because um, he didn't really want to compete for his place again because he felt like he'd earn it. So, 
if maybe if Steel made that mistake in an actual competitive match, maybe um, De Zerbi would potentially have a decision to make there. But because it's pre-season, maybe he yeah. kind of gets away with it a bit more. Sanchez must be like kind of I mean, chuckling we... when he saw that. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know. I think that yes, we know deserve he's ruthless enough to change something. If there's a minute little error that happens, I mean, I don't think that he's going to be waiting around for any more. Um, I don't think that it's going to change anything going into the weekend. Obviously, I think that Steele's actually had a pretty good preseason. To be honest, I think um, mm-hmm. he made a few good saves. Um, obviously, that assist he got for a Dingra. Um, he's had a few notable moments. Um, I think the way he plays out from the back, obviously, is going to be an easier thing to start with. I mean, obviously we're playing Luton, newly promoted. It's never easy as just sort of going up against them. I'm not going to make this into a Luton preview yet, but I just want to say still, I reckon he still starts going into it. I think that he'll still be the, I don't think it's right to just throw in a 20 year old straight away at the beginning, first game of the season when he's not played as many minutes, perhaps he'd have liked to. I think Europa League's going to help balance. Uh, ultimately, we're going to have a lot of games to play. Um, yeah, you know, there's going to be times we've got to shift the team around. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, but we have sort of touched on it a little bit. Um, obviously, Sanchez departed to Chelsea, 25 million in the bank account of Tony Bloom. Um, I think pretty much everyone's <laughs> happy with the fee, to be honest. Um, one thing I did notice, though, which I wanted to bring up, uh, aside from all the transfer stuff, it was done quite quickly. It was very swift. Um, but there was no goodbye from Sanchez yeah. for someone that's been here since 2015 I believe there was no goodbye was there <laughs> yeah I mean I find that a bit weird I, I I don't know I've always struggled with Sanchez a little bit just from a playing side and, and like he's kind of the way he's behaved for the last like six months I just don't know I think it's he's clearly got some form of like uh you know acts to be grinded with the club a little bit or, or with the manager I don't really see how that translates to the fan base. I think after 10 years, he's an academy graduate. You think he'd want to put a goodbye post out. I feel like he might still, but I don't know. I think like you say, it's a good, it's a good deal. It's a good price. And I think in the context of De Zerbi, he wasn't going to play it. He was clearly, you know, something had happened between them. It's a shame, but I think Brian will move on. And we, I think we've got, you know, two goalkeepers who are better yeah. than Sanchez in our ranks at the moment, personally. Interesting. Ben, do you agree with that? Do you think, I mean, Sanchez in general, I mean, the, the lack of farewell, is that, is that annoying you or, or is it is what it is? It's surprising, isn't it? it Maybe it kind of further proves De Zerbi's decision to get rid of him for the attitude yeah. because, like you said, if he's had a yeah. fallout with De Zerbi, it shouldn't get away with between him and the fans. Like, it should still appreciate it. Like, after all, like we were backing him when he came in for Matty Ryan. We were so happy. Yeah. The support that we gave him was incredible and yeah, one of the best keepers we've had at the club for sure. Um, so it's very disappointing the way it's ended. Um, but yeah, I guess it yeah just yeah. proves that maybe he does have a little bit of an ego that he needs to kind of deal with. But I, yeah. he's got an ego, so I'm sure we'll fit right in at Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, to be fair, while we're on the subject of Chelsea, may as well just cover the other news which happened. Colwell's gone. Anyway, um, so I think oh. we should just move on to <laughs> some players worth picking up. On. Wait, wait, I want to um, say I want to say a word of Colwell though. I just like fair play to him. Okay, you got. I think a fair play. I we all got hopes up thinking that. Well, maybe most of us got hopes up thinking that we can actually get him. But the thing is, you got to remember looking back on it now. He was at. He's been at Chelsea for so long, and now he has an opportunity to actually play for them. Um, and obviously, of course, the new contract as well. I'm sure he's getting yeah. paid absolutely shitloads. Um, 
So he's got an opportunity to start for a club that he's been yeah, trying to start for and building up his whole career, his whole young youth, like youth career. And he's going to be starting for them, hopefully, which would be good to see. And yeah, he's uh, he's earned it. And um, yeah, I just yeah, good luck to him. Hopefully, hopefully Chelsea fail miserably, and then he comes to us next season. That'd be good. Uh, and also, I think I think yeah. it's almost from his perspective a bit of like a masterclass in how to do it because like. He almost, in a, you know, he went to Brighton, had this loan, got Premier League experience, endeared himself to the fans, sort of gave a few hints that he might want to stay long term. He loves the club because they've given him an opportunity. Then sort of used the club maybe as leverage to Chelsea or to yeah, Pochettino, 100%. you know, in terms of kind of saying that if I don't get a new deal, I can easily go to this other Premier League club. You do value me. Then You're playing the in Europe. <laughs> exactly, playing in Europe. He then has the conversation with Pochettino. He likes young British players. And then gives him those guarantees, gets a new contract. Either way, I think he would have had a good result from this. But I think yeah. he'll look, as a Chelsea fan, he's kind of smashed it, really, from his perspective. I'd yeah, say. he's done bits. <laughs> yeah, and I think Deservey will... I don't think he'll take to the uh, the whole thing. You know, obviously how he didn't shake his hand. And I don't think mm. that Deservey is the type of guy that will appreciate someone that would feel potentially used by. But it yeah. is what it is. He's moved That's on. That's a good he's point, gone. actually. But that is the loan anyway, system, I suppose. Um, yeah. <laughs> And that's why we don't normally system. deal with the loan um, system as well. That's why we try and avoid it. And hopefully yeah. we do avoid it because I can't keep getting hooked on these loan players. I agree. Especially, when, especially like you, when you said, Adam, um, you, we kind of thought that he was hinting that he was going to stay. So our hopes got up. But um, yeah, it's, it is what it is, unfortunately. It did, it did feel weird at the time. I'm sorry to jump in, but like, it did feel a bit weird at the time when we you know, it was talking about we were going to get him off the Kukureo and, and it was like, we well, might be part of the Kukureo deal, might be like a swap, might be blah, blah, blah. And it's like, always oh, coming on loan. I don't, I don't know what you guys remember thinking at the time, but I just want to think, this is weird. Like, this is all what Brian did. Yeah, and, uh, it's very Brian's... unlike us, to be fair. I think the, the fee we got for Kukureo at the time was way too good there to, to reject. Mm. I think Chelsea have had to suffer the the way of keeping Colwell as, as meant they've had to overspend once and potentially doing it again. Um, I don't want to just go on to Caicedo completely because I feel like otherwise we're just going to be here for another 20 minutes talking about Colwell Caicedo. <laughs> Hence why you say we want to avoid loans. I'm going to avoid any more conversation around Colwell. He's gone. We move on. It is what it <laughs> is. And I think that yesterday we saw Igor come in. Um, I thought he actually looked quite strong, to be fair. I mean, I saw there was a tweet, I can't remember who tweeted it, said I can confirm that Igor is all muscle, it's no fat on him whatsoever, <laughs> um, which is very, I mean, he's he's huge. He is a big boy. Um, I, I couldn't believe when I sort of saw him. Um, I don't know about you, Adam, he looks quite strong. I looks quite composed. Are you, any concerns over Igor? Do you think we even need another centre-back to cover for Colwell's, era, uh, Colwell's departure, should I say? <laughs> I think we definitely needed to bring him in. Like someone definitely needs to come in if we weren't going to get cold. Otherwise, we would have been really like. I still wonder whether we're still a little bit light um, across like four competitions. Maybe I'll be looking at bringing one more centre back in, but it's it's not essential. I think Igor, he he, he he did he did look. I mean, it's hard to tell him on preseason friendly. He didn't play the whole game, but like he looked massive. He looked like a unit. Um, you'd think you know in the yeah, prem, he, he won't be getting bullied by any by any, you know centre forwards. He looks as well like quite a technical player like, from the from the clips we've all seen of him. He loves like knocking the ball round players and moving into space and a bit bit similar to kind of Webster in the way that he dr- likes driving the ball up. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Him and Dunk, I just think, and I like having oh, left footed left centre back as well. 
absolute yeah, weapons at the back. It's going to be great. And imagine Eagle versus Early Haaland is a battle I'd love to see. Yeah, no. Them two going at it. I hope because obviously last season, <laughs> well, the ages. last season Haaland completely bodied Adam Webster and embarrassed yeah. him early on. Um, hopefully Eagle can maybe get one back for Adam Webster and just completely take out and crunch Haaland. That'd be great. <laughs> on the yeah. um, pickouts, I want to just mention that well, this is the one that really got to me. Um, I saw a bit of Milner at the beginning backing up Julio. Obviously, Julio goes down. There was a bit of shoving about for a friendly. I was a bit surprised. Obviously, Julio's. Yeah. I think he's pushed him first, and then all of a sudden, Milner's come steaming in and pushing everybody around. I love that, by the way, from Milner. I think that that's fantastic. You can just tell he loves the game of football. Still, he's thirty-seven yeah. years old. He's season pro. Comes in left back. And he just, he loves the game. You can tell. And backing up Julio like that, who, by the way, is, is worth mentioning, looks a lot stronger. Lot, looks like he's really matured in the last sort of couple of, I'd say, last six months, uh, particularly over this summer period. All of a sudden, he's come back and he just looks like a, a, a an established player in our ranks. I mean, before, we, mm. I, I remember the first few months of Julio were a little bit like, is he going to be the one? I mean, he's, he's got a lot of mistakes mm. in him. He was very mm. erratic, like shooting from way too far out sometimes. And um, yeah, James Milner, Adam, talk to me. I mean, I think he's going to be one that's going to really quickly grow on the fans. 100%. I mean, I, the, literally the main reason I tuned in to watch that friendly is because I just wanted to see like Milner and Igor. Who <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, but like, I think there's so many reasons why it makes sense. One, obviously, just the fact the fact he's come from that Liverpool culture and the same with that Adam Lallana has. And I think Brighton, while it's all very well, them signing new young players and giving players a chance, like you're in CSIS, you're going in Otis, you also, you want to balance that with experienced pros. And now Brighton are in Europe, I think, having, just bringing that, that experience and that, you know, understanding the culture yeah. of a winning, winning team, I think is going to be so important. And, uh, and secondly, his versatility, like the fact he can come in and play straight away at left back, right back, play centre mid as well. I think it's a it's a proper signing, and like you say, it's going to be one that the fans are going to just we're all going to love him. We're just all going to love him. Liverpool fans love yeah. him. We're going to love him. Yeah, and Ben, is your expectations for James Milner high, or are you just sort of happy to be a sort of guy? <laughs> Yeah, I, got, I don't have high expectations, but I just think more for in terms of like the squad and general morale and the experience that he'll bring is just going to be really, really good. I think, yeah, he'll have a better impact off the pitch than maybe on the pitch, for sure. I still just yeah. look so weird seeing him in a Brighton kit and like number yeah. six is very number strange six. to me. Um, he, but who don't see so being number Dale 11? Dale on the ball every time he got the ball. It's so weird. <laughs> Dale Stevens. Uh, no, Julio Ciso, number 11 is class. Like, I gave Julio a number 11 on my FM save, so and that worked out wonders, so hopefully it's going to be exactly the same. Um, yeah, I was so happy to see him <laughs> number 7. You know I love my kit numbers and stuff like that, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. class. And hopefully, I guess this leads us on to maybe the next person, but we're, we all like, why is no one taking the number 10? Who's taking the number 10? Yeah. If we get Mohamed Kudus, do you reckon they're saving the number 10 for him, Ryan? You're saying if really, really boldly there, like thinking, oh, I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. I'm going to say it. When Mohamed Kudus comes, <laughs> yes, I think he'll take the number 10 because it's either going to be the 20 or it's going to be the 10. It's going to be the 10, isn't it? I mean, he's a record yeah. signing. Um, I, I think there's a reason why the club didn't market Joao Pedro to the record signing level. So like I thought if you're a record signing coming into a club like Joao Pedro did, 
you would want to be sort of modeling the kit. You'd want to be getting a massive announcement video. You want to be sort of postering everything. You'd want to be on the club shop face, all that sort of thing. That's what you'd want as a, as a record signing. He didn't really get that. And I thought it was a little bit underwhelming maybe from the marketing point of view. But then all of a sudden, Kudus is coming in. We've intentionally sort of announced our squad numbers. You're saying that so confidently, that Ryan. It's scaring me. I know Ornstein I mean, said it. What did he say? He said, so, was, it a, was it the price agreed? Was that, is, yeah. is that the only thing they've agreed? Yeah, Mate, the, you know what? I, I, terms agree with Ajax. I reckon okay. it's done and dusted. You know? But what's I going on this morning, though, Adam? Yeah. This morning, or maybe it was last night, everyone's saying, oh, well, I think it's there aren't personal agreed uh, terms agreed. People like say that that's all false as well. So I'm not too sure what's going on. I'm trying not to yeah, get the hopes up. It depends up. on who you believe, Ben. Um, obviously, this morning, I don't know if you've been tuning into Twitter too much this morning, but um, this I'm morning, asleep. a source from Ghana, who is followed by Andy Naylor um, as well, actually did confirm that we have agreed personal terms with Mohamed Kudus. Mm. Um, that includes a five-year contract and a potential uh, extra year until 2029, his medical schedule for the next 48 hours. That's from Sportwell Ghana, who have a pretty high conversion rate for Ghanaian football news so it's quite interesting i did notice they use a tsr graphic as well shout out ryan humphreys um, oh, I'm, I'm trying to get some credit for him there because that's, that's very <laughs> um, well yeah but they've cropped all of our they've cropped all yeah, of our I saw that, yeah. it's just outrageous oh, okay, so um, i thought north stand chat took it at first but then they they did apologize and it was from the other i don't even know they've, they've taken the graphic at the end of the day um but most importantly from that whole situation is yeah potentially five-year contract but uh, supposedly if you do believe this it is agreed I'm pretty confident, to be honest. I don't see Andy Naylor tweeting it like pretty confidently. You know, it, is, it seems quite established in the sort of higher ups in the Brighton media that they're quite confident as well. I am, if I'm honest. <laughs> I've had a few texts mm-hmm. that give me reason to be confident. Um, I don't know about yeah. you, Adam. Anyway, Kudus, um, 35 million. I mean, who would have thought we'd ever be saying that a player would be signing for Brighton for 35 million for mm-hmm. a start? But. Mm-hmm. He looks every bit of the player that we really, really could do with on that right side and even centrally. Versatility. 100%. I think back to the whole thing as well, I think, I just wonder whether, I, I just think if Brighton are letting that, not letting it go public, but like, I just always think Brighton are maybe two steps ahead of where everyone thinks they are. I reckon it could have been wrapped yeah. up when kind of Ornstein was tweeting and we could have been like finalising personal terms then. So I, I'm confident with you. I, I reckon it's, I reckon we're, we're nearly good to go with it. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a big fee for Brighton, but I think it's something I've spoken about in the past and I think we've probably spoken about as well. Like, at what point do Brighton, you know, flip the switch a little bit yeah. and start kind of spending a bit more money? Now, we're seeing it this window, obviously, 30 mil for Jal Pedro. That took mm-hmm. me by surprise. I think it took us all by surprise when that happened. And that you know that's not that's not enough for them. They want to go out again. And I think we saw the Zerbi's speech in the dressing room at the end of the season when we secured Europe. He was saying to Tony Bloom and Paul Barber, "We now need to build a squad for the Europa League." And <laughs> that's clearly what they're doing. They're just taking that 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 instruction, so to speak, seriously. And I think it's brilliant. I think you know even when we're spending you know quite quite a lot of money, it's still smart signings. It's still clever signings. You know mm. he's. Everyone knows that he's potentially, you know, we're not we're not spending over the odds for a player. We're exploiting a situation where a player is potentially going to leave yeah, the club anyway. I mean, we can we can pay decent money yeah. for him, get him, young player. Like it's it just seems perfect. Picture the scene: all of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's a lot of money for us, but then if you were to look at any other club buying kudos for 35 million, I mean, Ben, 100%. you're a football manager, man. Man, There's got to be a time where you've bought kudos. I mean, I refuse to believe you haven't because I've done it on career mode and football manager. Um, <laughs> he's, a, he's a wonder kid in every every description of the word. <laughs> he's always in my shortlist, Ryan, but I actually didn't sign him in this one. Like, who did I? I think I just bought Jao Pedro instead. Yeah, he, I, I think you? I'll do, have to do well, it for the realism. Both. If we're... Yeah, when we, when we do sign them, I have to do it for the realism. Um, but I was buzzing. Honestly, it was, the only way I can compare it when I got told the news, I was at the street party on Saturday night and my friend texted me on WhatsApp. He was like, check, check, uh, check Twitter. I checked it and I saw the Ornstein tweet straight away. And obviously the dopamine hit I had, I was you fell to my knees, pointing at the sky, like nearly tears in my eyes. It's so hard to, it's just, you can't really get those emotions <laughs> anywhere else when you see like a yeah, big signing. Yeah. And it's so similar to when we signed, which is going to be a horrendous comparison, but when we signed Craig McHale Smith and the Sky Sports notification came through, <laughs> I, was I had to sit down in the street oh and I was God. like, oh my God, we are massive. And now it's just, it's that moment, but on a whole new level now, signing Kudos is such a big statement. And yeah, like you said, Adam, it's just so sick yeah. to see that we're finally, we're, we're really taking this seriously now and trying to be a big club and being a top half club or top six club now. Um, and yeah, we look so set for Europe. I think, had we got Cole Will, this would have been the best transfer window the yeah. club's ever had. I still think it is. I, I can't. Yeah. I can't remember another window where we've signed. If we so get many another centre back, I'd so be exciting. on that level because I think, yeah. you know, if you get if you were to get just another centre back, even if he's not to come in and start, because obviously we do have Igor. If we were to get someone of a similar sort of mould as Cole Will, I'm very very happy because at the end of the day, Cole Will. I'm not asking for a sort of generational talent because I think Colwell is pretty much one of them in terms of centre-backs. But to be able to get a player of his potential or at least his profile would be so, so valuable for us because especially with how Deserby plays, the amount of games we've got to play, there's going to be opportunities for youngsters to be able to step up. Um, we might even have one in our ranks that's gone over the, sorry, under the radar potentially. But um, yeah, on the Kudu situation, I do agree with Adam, just going back on your point over... The fact it's so well documented, the fact it's everywhere, um, Brighton aren't very much like that. I mean, the only time you really see a big exclusive breaking news come out is when something's pretty much there. Because I can't imagine that we'll just be shooting ourselves in the foot waiting for somebody. Because, you know, we're once bitten here, um, putting something out and then all of a sudden the big clubs come in and snatch them and they're on their way to Norwich. Uh, I think it's a little bit different these days and they're not going to be on their way to Norwich and there's no turning around on the on the motorways. Uh, also, Alex <laughs> Pritchard. But how's that going for you, mate? All the way down in <laughs> Losing to Ipswich. That is well. embarrassing. You bring up Pritchard like maybe like once every couple of months. I love how people <laughs> are still about this. Yeah, this I'm, I still don't like him for just from back there. He's probably a really nice guy. Um, like, but no, yeah, so we've funny. got grudges with um, Chelsea and you're still talking about 
about Pritchard. I love that. <laughs> so funny, still, still, still go for Norwich. <laughs> Sorry, on Norwich, yeah, it has though, to be Ryan. Done, mate. It has to be done. Did anyone? I'm guessing you guys saw Shane Duffy absolutely collapse yeah, Aaron Connolly. Well, that was that was unbelievable. Mate, did you see, he quoted my tweet. Both of them did. Um, did so they? I put a tweet on about Shane, and then Shane Duffy quoted it saying about how he didn't mean any malice in it. It was like, you know, no harm intended. I'll take the yellow for it. Still love the kid. Um, and then Aaron Connolly retweeted it. Just a, a, a gif, I think, of him in a hospital bed or like someone in the hospital bed, like <laughs> bandaged up. So, um, no, it's very funny. It's good to see that they saw the light on that as well. Um, yeah. and if so I know they were mates. Working, then we should yeah, they were mates, well. weren't they? I yeah. think they, 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 you'd always see videos yeah, of yeah. training ground, like messing around. I, yeah. And stuff. I did, um, obviously on Connolly's departure, yeah. I did walk past you last night and it was all boarded <laughs> up. It's out of business now. It's all finished. There's no yeah, more I heard actually what happens when he leaves <laughs> All the nightclubs on the seafront are done. Like apparently they are the pretty much finish. finished and it's really sad to see actually. That, all thanks to you. Um, <laughs> no, no, it was nice no, to see joking, his, speaking of obviously, speaking of um, farewell messages, his was nice. I do, I, I'm yeah. so glad that mm. we've left on good terms with him in terms of the club and him. And yeah, wish him all the best. It'll be so nice to see him do well at Hull. Under a senior as well. I mean, yeah, so best of luck to him. Yeah, that was we, we've given him like... some stick, haven't we, though, in this podcast? Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone has to be fair. He sort of asked yeah. for it, and I think he'll probably admit it now. He's a bit older and maturer. Um, he, he's, yeah, he's done some crazy so. things over the years, but yeah. No, so it's a good point well raised, I think, with the um, whole situation of farewell message. It sounds pretty petty, doesn't it? But I think, Adam, you're going to touch on it as well, but it sounds a bit petty, but you you just want that respect when you leave. It's not it's not too much to ask for a fan base that's paid their money, watched you, supported you, even when you've not been very good. We've still backed you. 100%. And like all it takes is a few, few paragraphs on the old Instagram. I mean, it's, not, it's not much, is it really? Like, Colwell did it, no. you know... You know, start too brighter than Ove Albion fans. Just, you know, you love it, don't you? And I think even with Connolly, I think fair play to him because, yeah, Eric okay, you know, maybe fell out with Graham Potter and that was why he went out and learned, blah, blah, blah. But also, he did take a lot of, like, a lot of stick from the fans as well. It would have been very easy for him to just be like, nah, screw this, I'm out of it. Like, so, yeah, yeah. I think fair, fair play from fronting up and just saying, thank, you know, sending out a really nice message and, uh, I'm holding out hope for Sanchez saying something because I, hmm. I don't know. He must be great for the club, but it's probably if anything I, changes now, it'd be an agent thing. I, I can't see him doing yeah. it off his own merit now. Yeah. Just ask ChatGPT to straight write away. ones yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Write me a farewell yeah. message to Brighton Albion yeah. fans. But the yeah. good thing, sorry, the good thing about Sanchez is it gives us more money. It gives us money from Chelsea to yeah. then buy another Chelsea <laughs> target because they actually yeah. tried to get Kudus as well, didn't they, recently? Yeah. So they had agreed personal terms. I reckon they're trying to... Areas. Mate, I reckon they're trying to do a little um, fake pump on us there. I reckon they wanted us to pay over the odds but knew that that was never going to happen. Like, I, I reckon they tried to try and get Brighton paying too much money. I mean, this whole thing over Brighton need to sell to be able to afford kudos is ridiculous. I don't know where people are getting yeah. this from. I mean, it's, Mate, they it's literally crazy. given I mean, us 109 so million in the last couple of years. 109 million since yeah, last exactly. summer. Paid they gave us stadium. 25 million the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so well, they're saying, oh, where's the kudos money coming from? You paid yeah, for three quarters and you bought yeah. Sanchez, our third choice keeper. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway, sorry, I don't want to keep getting into fights with Chelsea fans. It's gone a bit boring now. Um, but just to wrap up the kudos thing, uh, Joao Pedro, who I'm, I want to link on to in a minute, but Joao Pedro did actually retweet a post from Goal. I don't know if you guys saw it, uh, saying Brighton are here to excite with a photo of himself, a photo of Julio, a photo of Mitoma, and a photo of Mohamed Kudus. And he still hasn't unretweeted, by the way. So I'm just saying yeah, that's, that's we fast. should be all right. Because and I the think, players are I following him as well, aren't they? From doing that. 
got a few few players following <laughs> yeah, him now yeah, as well, which definitely yeah. confirms it. We'll be all right for sure. Yeah, real good, mate. Real good. Don't worry about it. Nothing to worry about. Mohamed Kudu is a Brighton player, as far as I'm concerned. Um, we anyway, do have stuff to worry about, on. Ryan. Um, we do have stuff, and it's again, it's on. Chelsea stuff as well because. Like it's okay. looking like well, yeah, Caicedo was, gonna, was out, was wasn't he? T- before I get on to Caicedo, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to just finish on Brian players before I get on to Caicedo because okay. it's just draining okay. and I can't bother with that conversation mentally at this minute in time. I want to talk to you about Joao Pedro just because um, the way that he stuck up, stuck up to that penalty was was very good. I, it was very uh, reassuring to me. He said that he wants to be the the, uh, the new Brighton penalty taker with Alexis gone, um, but he he didn't even think twice. The boy's twenty one. He's come in and he he just gets the ball. Walks up to the spot, stands there confidently when everyone else is sort of, you know, going back and, you know, talking to the referee and all this. And he's just there, cold as ice, waiting, waiting. Referee blows, slots it away like nothing. And, and I think that's really, really reassuring. I don't know about you, Adam, but to have someone that's really confident and just wants to take penalties. Brighton, historically, penalties have been awful. Uh, so it's good oh. to have someone that confident for it. Yeah, 100%. Well, it's ironic because when I think, I think it was Trossard yesterday taking a penalty for Arsenal and I was just, Watching and thinking, like, what, what's going to happen here? Because, you know, exactly. Well, <laughs> I think, I think on, on Pedro, for me, he's probably been the player of pre season. Um, I think he's just been so impressive. He's coming for me, and I've said it before, but I think he just does look the real deal. I spoke to a Watford fan a couple of months ago when we signed him, and he was just, he, he, he could not stress more to me how much he thinks he's just completely, you know, the real deal and he's going straight to the top. I think. Like you say, to have that like almost maturity at the age of twenty-one to just to have the confidence to take penalties. Okay, yeah, it's pre-season, but to be that guy to bear the weight of the number nine shirt, all of that. I think, mm. I think, and I think for Brian as well, he looks like a, 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 a an interesting new kind of forward. He's kind of he's got that physical presence, but he's also really mobile. He can run directly with the ball. He can have his back to goal. Yeah. He can seem to do lots it's of quick different things. Quick off the turn as well. And he's very quick, quick off the turn. Exactly. Like, very surprising. He can do lots of different things. So, yeah, I think it's yeah, a great time. I think it's something that Brighton need up from. Yeah, it's nice to see yeah, uh, totally another agree. confident... It's nice to see another confident penalty taker for Brighton because Alexis was decent as well. Yeah, um, yeah we do. We have, like you said, Ryan, we have had some pretty woeful history with penalties. Um, yeah, it's just nice to see how confident he is at such a young age. It's incredible. But, yeah, like, I agree with you, Adam, as well. He's definitely been the player of the pre-season. Um, uh, yeah, I just look forward to seeing him play week in, week out. I look forward to seeing Brighton play week in, week out now because the amount of players and like yeah, exciting so. players we have on the pitch is so good. Agree, agree. And I, I, I can't wait to this Luton preview because I feel like it's been such an age and it, it's really just bubbling in my head to talk about the new Premier League season. But before we do, we do have to sort of talk about Casado again, don't we? It, it's just, time. it's really boring. <laughs> it's really boring. I, I don't like doing this. And to be honest with you, if you're a fan watching this, you skip here. I also don't blame you uh, because it, is, it just is boring. We're going to just hit say what everybody knows anyway, and that uh, as far as we're concerned, as far as anyone in Brighton's concerned, we're, no one's reached the um, fee that we want for him. No one's reached the valuation. By the way, no one actually knows if it's hundred million. This this is what really gets to me. No one knows yeah. if it's hundred million. It's just going off what paper talk is saying. It could be more than that. It, we don't know that. So I think that that's the fun. What the first sort of comical bit. Secondly, I think. 
Uh, obviously, Caicedo wants to leave again. I think this is just going to be, we're going to see a lot of it this week. I wouldn't be surprised if we see another statement as well um, come on the Instagram or something because I can see why Moises was left out of that squad because it seems like he's quite an emotional character. We saw it back in January. Um, it clearly affected him quite a bit and he needed to have that couple of days out, you know, that I think he missed one of the games and came back for the next one off the bench. So I think that, I don't think that Moises is to blame in this whole situation. I, I do thoroughly believe it's his agents because he just seems like the complete opposite of what the media portray him as, as a as a as a boy, as a as a player off the pitch. He just seems like such a bubbly little boy, if you know what I mean. And then you see him out on the on the on the internet, and all of a sudden, people are making him out like he wants to leave. He's against Brighton. He wants to go to a big club. I don't know about you, Ben, but the Caicedo stuff is not only boring, but it just seems a little bit too over exaggerated as well. Yes, and it's frustrating for the fans. Like, there's one journalist in particular for British shows constantly tweeting about it, like we've said before. Mm. But it's like a few days ago, we thought, well, Carcedo was saying he's going to stay, or stuff. There was stuff coming out that he was going to stay. So I was really confident and thought, oh, that's unbelievable. That's like, that's huge, the fact he's staying. Um, and then, what was it, last night or this morning, we're seeing all this stuff that obviously he was left out. Um, then it was reported that's because he had like a little injury that they didn't want to like risk it at all, but which is obviously what they sometimes say if a player just doesn't want to play. I really don't know uh, where he stands, honestly, because like you said, we know him as just like a the guy that just likes playing football. But like you said, Ryan, the media portray him as a completely different way. Um, I don't know where we stand with him because mm. it's just the, the story is just constantly changing. Um, but it's, it, if I'll be honest, it's not a good sign, the fact that he didn't play yesterday. Um, and yeah, I, probably, I don't believe the fact that he's got just like a little niggle at all. Um, so that's that is worrying, no. like especially coming up so soon to the deadline as well. You wish you this just was sorted what, like months ago. Like we, I think it was Pedro, but now it's Pedro bloody in April, at the end of yeah. April, and yeah. so now we're here like at the, near the deadline. Casado still here, looking like he's going to go. Will we have time to find a really really good replacement? Because that's what Deserbi seems to stress, hasn't he? In his interview, just saying if he does leave, we need to find a player that's just as important to the team. Um, which could be exciting, the fact that we'll sign another big player, but I'd rather just keep Colwell for another for another season. First season in Europe, it'll be great. Can I say that? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I hear you. And Adam... Wait, who did, who did I um, say? You said Colwell. That was quite funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just still thinking about um, him, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, was only, I was only calling you out before all the Chelsea fans did, so I'm, if anything, I'm saving you. Um, but, but yeah, um, <laughs> Adam... I don't know about you and Kaiseido. I I, tell you, I know I want to just ask you the same questions that everybody's probably asked you over the last six months. But I'll ask you this. Do you think that in terms of the, the leaving him out and the whole, we did the same thing in Arsenal and, and we did the whole thing of leaving him out and, and actually leaving him out because he needed to rest him and get away from the media. Yeah. What do you believe? Do you believe it's it's to rest him and to get away from the media? Or do you think it's it's a case of, you know, Something has been agreed. Obviously, there's a report in Ecuador that said that they've reached the valuation, but then they said it was only 93 million, which a lot of people would say, and that's not the valuation anyway. Um, I don't know. It depends on where you want to look. But what's what's your sort of standpoint on what it means? I don't really know. Um, I think. I think. <laughs> I think I think the well, the fact that Paul Barber came out after after the game where he made that sentence to the club website, I was watching the video version that was before we came on here and you know, would he come out and clarify things if like last year we saw with Kukurea, like he needed some time off in that final preseason friendly to sort his head out ahead of a move or whatever, or maybe he had like an injury or whatever. 
but it's like I think I do actually maybe wonder whether he kind of actually was injured, or maybe I think if a fee was agreed, I think we'd know. I think it would be it would be way more public knowledge than some kind of like second rate sources. I think you'd have your Ornsteins or your Fabrizios reporting that by now. So I, I wouldn't say he's taking time away because a, f- a deal's been agreed or anything. I, I think it might maybe just be another move from the agents. The agents are applying more pressure on Brighton. Maybe Brighton are doing that to kind of, as a bit of a reaction to that. I agree with your point. I think I say though, from I think his personality isn't the kind of player who would be posting Instagrams, would be going on strike, would be doing all these things. I think we saw when he came back in the team in the new year. You know, it didn't affect his performances. He was still turning up every week, putting in top performances for Brighton. So. I don't know. I, I still, I, I do actually still feel quite confident that we're going to keep him. Now, of course, you never know that like, your phone could ping any minute and Brighton would agree to a deal with Chelsea. But like, <laughs> I just think the way Barber was speaking yesterday, he did seem quite defiant, saying that you know, unless someone comes in mm. and matches our valuation, you know, we're not, we're not looking to sell him. He also said we expect to start the season with him next Saturday. You know, he was literally just taking time off to nurse this like minor niggle from training. So I don't no, reckon it's an injury. I reckon it is no, well, I to get him I out of the think way. I think, yeah. I think yeah. it would definitely be to get him out of the way. I mean, if you believe Rudy Galetti this morning, uh, I, I don't even know who these... I don't even know. He's got 90k followers, so it could mean anything. Um, <laughs> it's, apparently, Chelsea's new bid is going to be a take it or leave it for Brighton. So it will be close to the request of Brighton with add-ons. Um <laughs> At the end of the day, it's not, is it? <laughs> so it, it's <laughs> close to, but it's not. So, yeah, so I will take it or leave it. But we'll to leave me, it. I read that. It's and I'm, Yeah, that's what I read of it as well. I think if you're saying take it or leave it, but we're not going to meet your evaluation, but we'll get close to it. Yeah. That to me just sounds like a complete attempt at slapping Bloom of all people in the face. And I don't think he gets slapped very hard. I don't, I don't think that happens, if I'm honest. And if, if that's true, if the, if, the, if the take it or leave it bid is true, then I expect him to stay. If if the take it or leave it bid isn't the valuation, that's what my taking is. I think I, I I do believe that it's to keep him out of the way. At the end of the day, he's twenty one years old. You know, he's got a whole season potentially with Brighton in Europa League. Can perform very very well. We've got very good sort of recruitment coming in. If we do keep hold of him and Matoma, who's also linked to Man uh, to Manchester City, by the way. Um, if we keep hold of these two players, we've got Kudus coming in, we've got Joao Pedro coming in, we potentially could be getting another centre-back in, right-back as well has been linked. A couple more players before the deadline. This Brighton team's looking very, very strong in the Europa League next year, very strong. And, you know, there are a lot of people would even say we're one of the favourites to go on and do the whole thing, which I, I wouldn't put it past the club, if that's one of our aims anyway. So, say he does that, say Brighton pull off a miracle and win the Europa League, say we finish mid-tail, we win Europa League, Right. And Moyes has been a big, big part of that. We've obviously got Kudu's been a big part of that. By the end of the season, he's going to be looked at by, not Chelsea, but he's going to be looked at by your Real Madrid's, your PSG's, your Bayern Munich's, your Manchester City's. If I was in his position, and I'm not even just saying this to be biased, Ben, I don't know if you agree with me, mate, but would you not just think, for the sake of one year, it's got to be worth it, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I do. I, I guess as in the, for a footballer, you think, will this opportunity come again? We as fans, comp- and most probably people in football think, yes, he's going to be a star for a long, long time and people will, big clubs will be interested in him. But I guess if he wanted to play it safe in a big, big club, he's coming in from now, maybe he thinks, right, I need to, my time is now, I need to make sure I get this move to, to Chelsea. Because, I mean, I know we don't like him, but they, they're building a really, really good young team. 
that could dominate if Pochettino gets it right, could dominate for a long time and he could be crucial to that that kind of rebuild, if you if you like. Um, so I guess, yeah, for him, maybe he just wants to get that move. Obviously, big clubs will be interested in him um, come next season if he does stay. But I, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. I think he, he would be silly, maybe to, well, not silly, but he'd be silly to leave now with this whole European season going into it. Like, he is so young. But I guess he maybe him and his agents don't don't see it that way, and they just think they want to maybe get him out whilst whilst they can. Mm. I I I don't know if it's him. I still don't know if it's him. There's yeah, just, there's know. so much that doesn't add up to me, and that's that's what that's what always gets me. And I just think it just there's so many conflicting stories that it means that no one actually has a clue. That's how I always look at it. If, if nobody's agreeing with each other, it doesn't make any sense. If all the Brighton people are agreeing with each other, which is very rare. It does make sense because, you know, it's very rare that so many sources line up to say the same thing. A bit like how all of the Brighton sources were very, very confident that Levi Colwell would stay, while all of the Chelsea fans were very confident that Levi Colwell would go there. And that to me says that he was using Brighton, right? And then in Caicedo's terms, everyone's very confident that we're going to get our valuation. Chelsea are very confident they're going to get their man. So they're either going to pay over the odds or they're going to get rejected. That's that's how I look at it anyway. I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but we'll see. Anyway, enough Caicedo chat because it is um, it is so boring, and I, and I think it's just gone to the point where it's just gone crazy. But yeah, has. I was just going to say. I think um, we'll do the Luton preview, but <clears throat> I think we should record it after this. So then it'll be a separate thing. Um, obviously, then we get out on YouTube. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Thing. That's fine. So um, we go. I guess we can um, wrap up the episode yeah, now, unless we've got good. anything else we want to talk about before. I'm trying to think. I think we pretty much covered it. Oh, Heineken prices apparently. Apparently Heineken is oh, like £6.40 or something like yeah, that in the concourse that. now. Sausage rolls are like 8 quid or something like that. It's, That's just yeah. a joke, isn't it? It's a joke. I know apparently <laughs> you've been moved to like Category B as well for tickets. So tickets are even more expensive and stuff like that. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it's what happens when you're a massive yeah. club. Prices go up, unfortunately, <laughs> to, to afford players like Mohamed Kudu. So if my Heineken is going to fund Mohamed Kudu, so I'm happy to pay the £6.40, I think. <laughs> Oh yeah, that is that is crazy. And also, to be fair, just while we're on the subject of things changing, uh, obviously the Amex had a bit of a rebrand, rebrand, should I say, a new tunnel and mm. all this community is now gone. We no longer care about the community, anti-community. I'm joking. We've just got yeah, rid of the community. Brand that. So it's just American Express Stadium. So I think there's a lot more blue around, which looks quite cool, I suppose. Um, it will look a little bit different when we go back on Saturday. Obviously, uh, if you did go to the friendly yesterday, then you'd have seen too. Um, finally. A uh, little roundup is Jensen Weir, uh, obviously played a couple of games for us in the preseason. Is being looked at by Derby Reading Portsmouth, according to Darren O'Wickhoop. Um, whether he might go there on loan, it looks like a loan. Yeah, I think it is. Um, so on loan, he, I think he played a couple of times fullback, didn't he? Um, clearly yeah. one that could be quite a good potential if he can get it right, but we'll see. Um, so yeah, good luck, Jensen. And that's about it, really, as far as I'm concerned. That is pretty much brighter than Hove Albion in the. <laughs> 45 minute nutshell um but, <laughs> but yeah thank you all for listening uh it'd be, it's, it's nice to nearly be back because we'll be back properly nearly. obviously for luton but yeah we'll yeah. see you very soon thank you adam for joining us um it's yeah, been absolute king. last minute pleasure as always appreciate boys. coming on um yeah so if for everyone listening and, and watching adam had probably like half an hour 15 minute warning he was like adam are you free because we, yeah, we need to, to film organization is important at seagull social as per usual but yeah adam as always, comes in clutch every single time. So yeah, thanks again for coming on, mate. Yeah, I loved yeah. it, boys. Loved it.
Adam loves it and we love it. So we'll see we you it. very, very soon. And uh, thank you very much for joining us. Make sure you uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Comment. Oh, comments below. Comments below. Comments below. Um, comments below. Adam, mm. you're the guest. Please oh, tell geez. us a comment below. Always hope. <laughs> um, Should it be Adam? Maybe you give us your bold, bright, bold Brighton statement, and then we can ask people for their bold yeah, Brighton good, statements good for this upcoming oh, season in the comments. Bold Brighton statement. Brian smashes to be fair. I'm just saying. Yeah. When when okay, it looked yeah. like he was going to stay. I think I think I think uh, for the season, yeah. Yeah. I, I think Casado's staying. Yeah. I think it's happening. I, I don't see any. I don't see any club paying 100 mil. Chelsea paid 100 mil on their centre mid. Man United can't afford it. Liverpool have sorted their midfield. Like the list goes on. I think it's not going to happen. Um, and I also think Brighton are going to get to the Europa League final. And then we'll wow. see what happens. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Perfect. That's bold. So, perfect ending to a good episode. Thank you, Adam, for joining us. Mm. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you very, very soon, just before Luton Town. I'm the Albion. Huge. <laughs> Peace. <I'll be> The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.